One Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T minus 37 seconds. The fight is growing. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition sequence. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm the CEO and president of Voice America. Joining me, of course, my co-host, partner in crime, vice president of broadcast operations, Mr. Ryan Treasure. Ryan. Hey, Jeff. Thanks so much for the great intro. Glad that we can jump on the show. We're coming live uh, right here in Los Angeles. Last week, we had an excellent show. Uh, Finding the Freaky Tree found its way into Hollywood. Yeah, we sure did. We had uh, some really good guests on uh, last week uh, with uh, Summer Helene and Lester Spate. Yeah, absolutely. And Summer, of course, being the youngest executive in Paramount history, uh, which I believe this she's having a big press release coming out sometime this month. So that's very exciting uh, to be a woman, especially in this business. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, really talking to her about her passion and how she found her frequency and, you know, moving on to bigger and and better things. And then, uh, you know, knowing that she's working on the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 movie was exciting to hear, too. That's uh, one of my favorite uh, 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 little comic book sessions, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I hear there was a little music drama, but that's uh, that's for Hollywood to talk about. Uh, We had the hard-hitting Lester Spade on the show, too. Uh, Terry Tate himself. Uh, he was a great interview. Oh, yeah. He was a really good interview and uh, was really cool. You know, right at the end of the show, we were able to do that little bit of uh, roundtable, talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, uh, made our predictions. Uh, and, of course, uh, Lester was wrong, so he owes us drinks, and you and I were right. <laughs> yeah, so, so you got the win on that one? You got the numbers right? Uh, I don't think any of us got the numbers right, but our bet was just a straight-on win-loss. And uh, and we yeah. ended up taking the win on that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that to the bank. So uh, that's great. So it was great having Lester on the show. We are here. We just uh, got finished with a uh, Rock Against Trafficking, which is a spectacular cause, something I think everybody needs to get educated about. Uh, so we're putting uh, Voice America behind this whole program. Yeah, you know, it was a, an extremely interesting event uh, that we went to on uh, Wednesday evening, Rock Against Trafficking, and you guys can learn more about the cause, rockagainsttrafficking.org. And then, of course, we have some really good video content that we put together that will be going up on the Voice America TV platform a little later on next week, and you know, some great interviews with Kevin Young and then also uh, the Congresswoman uh, Gabbard out of Hawaii, which was a great interview that you did. Absolutely. And of course, we'll be working with Gary Miller and, you know, get, just getting the message out there and hopefully building a platform that's going to help Rock Against Trafficking really get the message out there with great content and educational material. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, so let's, you know, we are going to get this show kicked off. Um, this week, uh, we are going to find out frequency by getting into the indie film having an indie film expert on the show. Uh, this gentleman has spent a lot of time in front of the camera and 
this has allowed for a better appreciation and understanding of the demands required behind the camera. Now, as a writer, producer, director, publisher, and mentor, this experience is key in developing solid and successful projects. This also includes guiding those that are seeking to make their own projects a success. He is now focused on overseeing operations as his startup companies in indie film magazine, MaxitMagazine.com, this production company, Pushing the Pen, and his intellectual properties company, the Indie Vision Project. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Mr. Scott Brown. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Just start, tell us LA, a little right? bit about uh, you know what you're what you what you've been doing, what you're up to, and where we're going forward. Well, things have been happening pretty quick this year. Um, we were kind of in a holding pattern at the end of last year due to politics and everything else. Um, but uh, our magazine, Maxit, um, announced the uh, development of our new digital platform, Maxit TV, which goes live July fourth, which is going to become Independence Day instead of Independence Day. Um, nice. We just launched the beginning of this year the our screenwriting and directing competition, uh, which is now already in its first year, sponsored by the International Screenwriters Association, the Limley Theaters out of L.A., uh, Film Freeway, Easy Way Broadcasting, my magazine, of course, and several other companies, um, which has two production deals on the line and over $50,000 in prizes for 20 runner-ups. So we're uh, kicking it off right. Yeah, it sounds like it. There's a lot of exciting things going on. So uh, the indie film business, uh, talk to me about uh, some of your history with some of the projects you've worked on and maybe what you're working on now. Um, well, it's I started out as a ghostwriter and ghost producer about uh, 20, I guess about 25 years ago um, when I was working at a newspaper, actually, in Arizona. Um, I was working on different publications and that and selling them to the, the newspaper, ended up buying it and flipped it uh, into the largest growing weekly in the U.S. Um, while I was doing that, I hadn't really per been professionally writing, um, or prior to that, I should say, I hadn't been professionally writing. It wasn't until um, my editor at the time said, hey, here's six inches, give me a headline and some text. So I had to go through this information. And he wadded it up and threw it at me and said, at least you got two words in the headline right. And that was my prof first professional writing experience. And since then, um, I've written, worked with thousands of writers, producers, directors to develop out projects and help them move things forward. Um, I just um, finished the script for Superman versus Doomsday, um, which is a fan film base. Um, and we've got more names than Superman versus Batman, which is pretty cool. Already yeah, no attached. Doubt. No doubt. And uh, that's actually, we're actually scouting locations in BC and, and, and in Oregon for principal filming. Um, I've got, uh, I just did, I helped out with three projects with Asylum. And now we've got a new script in front of them uh, with a bunch of amazing names attached, including Stan Houston from Selma. Um, Carla Perez from the Power Rangers, Michael Montgomery from Green Bay Packers and and um, Gotham and uh, um, the Purge. We have some of the talent from that. We it, it's we really have an amazing litany of B and C list talent currently attached, and some A listers actually championing what we're doing. 
we're doing it as a grassroots approach rather than taking everything to studio, taking everything to studio, taking everything to studio, which most indie filmmakers think they have to do. And with today's market, yeah. that's not even close to reality. That kind of seems like a big trend now um, in both film and music where um, a lot of artists are, uh, are creating content but not really going the traditional route through record labels and large studios. Uh, what, what would be the reason for that? Well, the, tr- the traditional route by standard, let's say you get a dollar for, for a production. The studio is going to take 90% of that on the front end, period. Um, it's money gets lost along the way. It's not wasted necessarily. It just gets routed to other things, and it really doesn't go to driving the project forward. Same issue with old book publishing and that. It it's money that doesn't go back to the people that actually really worked on the project. They just get a basic, the, a day labor aspect. There's no way to have the the credibility and and credit uh, bill uh, building aspect financially when, when you're dealing in indie film because it's a hit and miss industry and to transition right. that by by actually taking a project in and working with a smaller group you're able to find an audience that is actually dedicated to that project and and deliver content on a continual basis the perfect example is the web series format you can create one web series and generate a steady stream of revenue in various ways, from advertising to actually selling the episodes. And, and you can introduce new talent and branch out and diversify that project into other projects as well. Oh, that's and interesting. Yeah, we... Space from a few hundred to, well, right now we have about a 65 million audience base through just the initial projects we've done. Which, yeah. Oh, that's great distribution, yeah. And that we, we find that, too, with uh, the niche channels on Voice America on our talk radio side that, you know, going the non-traditional route and, you know, going with the grassroots movement, it really allows people to, you know, uh, latch on to the content and keep coming back and then, you know, also gives the recognition for the, the content creation to the appropriate person rather than, you know, the larger entity. So it's really good to see, you know, those things happening in your guys' realm as well and, uh, 65 million, man. That's uh, that's quite the audience you guys are building. Uh, it, it's it's a starting point. We're hoping to have about 250 million within the next five years, um, which is closer to where we need to be. Um, but there's a transition, just like in in standard incomes, that is taking place in in film. There is the the middle class is being lost. The 10 to 25 million dollar range pictures. Or actually, anything over five million is now hit and miss on on distribution capabilities and fiscal return. And a lot of independent filmmakers go into this with purely the artistic thinking rather than the business thinking, and that and that creates a major issue when you start once they have a project and getting it anywhere. And then by doing so, they they're betraying their investors. And then other filmmakers lose out because investors are losing money on film, so they don't want to invest and continue to invest in indie film or even studio films. A lot of studio films, they, they're not making money because of the, of the developmental costs and things. So we're losing that right. middle ground. We have these huge tent poles like the Marvel series and that, and then we have my projects, which is 
pretty much the con- binge watching content while you're waiting for the next House of Cards episode to come out on like Netflix. Um, All right. Our first two projects that we were testing, we shot for a combined budget of less than 50k, and now they have a valuation of 1.1 million, which is a nice little markup for our investors. But also, we share profit with everybody that works on our projects, from from the star to the PA. Oh, right. Yeah, that's really good because I know with the, the large studios and the way that those work that, you know, once you get paid for, you know, your given job that you're doing with that film, you know, the film can go on and, you know, be a mega hit and do a billion dollars worth of sales worldwide and DVD and all that. And uh, the, the, the people that are taking that, that capital is, is the, the larger studios and everybody else has paid their wage and sent on their way. Exactly. And that's the problem. It's they feel betrayed. They feel that they've helped build this franchise, but they receive no reward for it. And it's right, it's right. everybody from the guy doing this, sitting there doing cutting and special or, or special effects, VES artists, to the PA that was bringing everybody coffee and getting beat up. And and even the talent, unless you're the high end talent, a lot of times they think that SAG is going to cover them, and it's not. That's why a lot more actors than that are going FICOR, because. They, they see the viability of both the union stability in, in potential retirement, but also the actual jobs and day labor of working indie films. Right. A common misconception, now, Scott, you have a competition that, coming up, don't you? Uh, yeah, actually. It's, uh, we did launch the Indivision Project's screenwriting and directing competition. Um, we did that. It was supposed to come out on the 1st, but because of technical difficulties, <laughs> uh, we launched on the 4th of January. And we've already started getting a slew of scripts and, and um, short films, which we uh, have. And the, what's great about that is that on the screenwriting side, we have a production deal on the line for the grand prize winner. And on the directing mm-hmm. side, we have a production deal also for them to shoot either a feature or a pilot with and both will receive distribution. We've got That's multiple awesome. distribution platforms and also traditional distri- uh, distributors um, for potential at AFM and and globally. But our so how many is hours also- do you put into watching these films uh, to determine you know who's going to you know uh, win the competitions? Um, we look at a lot of different things, but on the screenwriting side, what we're looking for is true story development and character and, and emotional connection to the characters. How we- it's not necessarily about how well you spell and things like that. That's that, that, that just makes our reading easier, but it doesn't sure. necessarily drive the story. The story needs to focus on the characters' interactions and their growth or lack of growth, and then also how well each piece is tied as a unit. We don't, we're not sure. looking for special effects capabilities and things like that. We want to tell the stories, which is what people want. That's why there's so much digital content coming out successfully, right. is because they're, they're shooting at lower budget, but they're shooting with a real story. Content itself, all the stories are open, open uh, content. It doesn't yeah. matter any, any genre, what the any dynamic. Um, it's from web series length all the way up to feature film. 
Yeah, that's we're, a good we're point looking. that you make too about the uh, about the how how important the storyline is because I know that uh, as, as an avid watcher of television and, and movies, I've noticed this. You know, uh, there was a time where it was all about special effects and green screen, blue screen, after effects, post production work, and you know, a lot of the storyline stuff gets lost. So one exactly. of the things I really enjoy about indie is, is the ability to really hone in on you know, what, uh, uh, what cinematography used to be about, which was the story. Right. And, well, the, the sad mistake that people have attached to the, uh, the word indie is bad shooting. Right. And a lot of times it's, I, I teach directors in that a, a simple philosophy, micro and macro thinking. Studio films, those, what they call the money shots, are everything from the sweat on Tom Hanks's brow drizzling down on Saving Private Ryan to all of a sudden opening up and showing the entire D-Day invasion. And being able to capture that in, in old indie film was, was very, very difficult and expensive. But with technology, you can do these amazing shots. I, we, we have the capability of making multi-million dollar movies for very little nowadays. And by sharing the profits, we're able to bring on fantastic talent. But the, but the common misconception is that we create a great project and we take it to market and somebody's going to buy it. That's not true at all. There's so much content out there that the distributors often, they're swamped by bad content. Because it, it's, it's just somebody goes out with their handy cam, shoots something over the weekend, bad audio, medium frame shooting the whole time, no blocking, no rehearsing, no development of the story or, or anything else, and it, it's just 90 minutes of banging your head against the desk. Whereas you end up with these projects sometimes, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, um, I'll find the link and send it to you. It's, it's a zombie uh, short film, and it's about, and it's, it's received some awards, and it was probably the most impressive piece of shooting I've seen in a while in a very short period of time. Starts out, there is a car crash. Um, you find out the mother ha has become a zombie. Dad takes and puts the baby on the back and, he's, and puts a balloon out in front of him. And he's wandering through because he knows he's going to turn into a zombie. He ends up getting shot. The baby ends up getting rescued. But how they shot the movie and, and, this, and the emotional story connection in just, I think it's about six, maybe seven minutes long, is phenomenal. Wow. And that is, projects like that are what indie That's filmmakers what need to focus on in, in both technique and thinking. But not just follow somebody else's technique. We have the technology in that to make and expand on, on technique. George Lucas you know, that's did really it. really awesome that you guys are able to leverage, you know, the technology uh, advances over the last several years with, you know, lower cost cameras with really good high end frame rates and, and, and the ability to shoot that and kind of keep the cost down. And, you know, it really looks like you guys have found your frequency and your niche as it relates to the independent films and really honing in on, you know, that storyline, leveraging the newest technology to be able to, you know, get those really good money shots that the big, uh, that the big boys are able to do, but for quite less budget and still keeping focus on the story. Um, I really think that uh, that's a perfect example of finding your frequency. 
Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's really, really awesome is. how I, things can be put together. We worked with uh, Michael Silverton. We went to Palm Springs, and he did a short story uh, called The Inn. turned out to be four different episodes. Uh, it was an excellent film. Uh, you know, it really, you could connect with the actors that were on there. A very low budget, but extremely good content. So well, I can imagine we're going to be going through a lot of good content. Yeah, it's there is so much amazing content out there, but it, it gets lost because right. indie filmmakers have a bad habit of, as I said, approaching it artistically first. They need right. to approach right. it business-wise first. Oh, and on great shooting, quadcopters and octocopters are phenomenal yep. now for making amazing shots that would that would be a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar helicopter shot uh, right. ten years ago. I want to thank you for being on the show. While uh, we're coming up on break, uh, but it was amazing having you on. We'll have you on again in the future because of the technical difficulties in the beginning. But uh, great to have you on the show. And I'm looking forward to uh, meet you in the near future. And I as you. Thank you guys very much, and have a great one. Hey, Scott, thanks for being on. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to Finding Your Frequency. Uh, Jeff Spinard, Ryan Treasure, we're coming to you live in downtown Los Angeles, just across the street from the Los Angeles Convention Center, as we really get into uh, how indie film found its frequency with Scott. Thanks for tuning in. Go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio, and of course on Twitter at Jeff Spinney 2 at Radio Ryan 1. And we're going to take this quick commercial break, and we'll jump back in with our next guest in just a few moments. Stay tuned on Finding a Frequency. 